The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing. This is the Hour of Anointing, and I'm David Ingalls. We're talking today about reigning in life through 
the abundance of grace. Grace has been told us through the dictionary it's unmerited favor. We have favor, although it's unmerited. Paul explains his position in a, a, a beautiful way in his letter to the Corinthians. He confessed to the Corinthians that he was the least of the apostles because he had persecuted the church. Paul knew that he could not boast in himself, but neither did he have anything of which to be ashamed. And that's when he penned these words by the Spirit of God in 1 Corinthians 5, but by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Sometimes we tend to think that everything depends entirely upon us personally, what we can do. As a result, we become frustrated and disappointed with our lives. If Paul had considered his past, he would have been discouraged, but he was able to say, by the grace of God, I am what I am. For if by one man's offense death reign by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. That's from Romans chapter 5. The word grace appears approximately 40 times in the Old Testament. It appears 150 times in the New Testament. Grace is undeserved favor. It's the foundation of the Christian life. When Paul greeted the churches, he began by saying, Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Usually he closed his letters by writing, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you or be with you all. Paul knew that the believers needed the grace of God to live out the gospel in their daily lives. You and I need the grace of God to live out the gospel in our daily life. God created Adam to reign in life, and he gave him dominion over all the earth. He gave Adam a free will or the power of choice. Then God put something in the garden to allow him to exercise that power of choice. The choice was whether to obey or to disobey God. When Adam sinned, death reigned on this earth. God has given every man and every woman the power of choice. We can choose to believe God's word, or we can choose to believe a lie of Satan. Satan came in the form of a beautiful serpent to tempt Eve. Today he comes to tempt people in many different areas. He may come as an angel of light, as in 2 Corinthians 11. The moment Adam lost his authority and dominion, the great love of God began to act on behalf of all mankind. God never intended for man to go through life under the authority of Satan or any of his demon forces. God told Satan that he would break his lordship through the seed of a woman, that he would use man to bruise his head. Genesis 3. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Jesus defeated Satan, and then he said to us in Luke 10, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In Genesis we read that as a man began to multiply on the face of the earth, God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and his thoughts were continually evil. In Genesis 6. And the Lord God said, 
I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. God knows what is in a man's heart. He knows our thoughts. Throughout the Bible we learn that God looks at his people through eyes of grace. God looks at our hearts. Aren't you glad about that, that he looks through the eyes of grace? He knows our motives, and when no one else can see anything attractive about us, God begins to move on our behalf. Have you ever considered a field of grass in the winter months? It's usually brown. It's unattractive. Very insignificant. Nobody thinks much about it. In fact, you could pass that field day after day and not even notice it. In the springtime, the rains fall. The sun begins to shine on that field. The grass turns green and it becomes a lush pasture land. The cattle begin to eat the grass and bear their young. Soon little calves run and jump around in their uh, pen and in their field, and they're around their mothers enjoying their life. That field is an example of the grace of God. You can be an insignificant businessman or housewife, someone the world has never, ever noticed. Then God looks at you. The sun begins to shine upon you, and you not only become attractive to God, but to those around you. You begin to reproduce. You began to bear fruit. I'm thinking of Isaiah 54. Now, the first few words of that great chapter 54 says, Sing, O barren. Sing, O barren. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Noah's life was a demonstration of the grace of God. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man, a perfect man in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Noah had been a preacher of righteousness. He was unnoticed by his generation, but not unnoticed by God. The eyes of the Lord rested upon Noah. He began to hear God speak to him. Noah began to obey the voice of God. Abraham found favor in the eyes of the Lord also. Uh, it says in uh, Genesis 18, speaking of him, Abraham, and he lift up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. The eyes of the Lord rested on Abraham, and he began to hear God speak to him. He said to Abraham, God said, I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Did you know that we are the seed of Abraham, born again ones are? God's covenant with Abraham is our covenant. When God looked at Abraham, he not only saw Abraham, he saw you and me. God saw us reigning in life as kings. Galatians 3, what a beautiful word today. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. It is written that they... I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is my music CD, Songs of Healing. At the start of today's program, I mentioned that the Lord spoke to me and told me some things. I'm referring to a prophecy... That was spoken over me many years ago, just before I began to write songs with a new anointing. 
The first thing that the Lord said during that prophecy is that through the music and singing, people would be healed in their bodies. Since then, I've received testimony after testimony of people whose bodies were healed while listening to this music. The David Ingalls Songs of Healing CD is a compilation of 18 different songs which I selected from my various recordings and which are designed to build your faith for healing in your body. Stay tuned for ordering information. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at this same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Let's go.